What's up, folks? Welcome to another edition of Matt Sports House. I am your host, Matthew Anderson. Got a different kind of episode on uh, this week. Uh, I've been looking forward to it for a little while now. Uh, we got my guy Bernard McCall on, Bernard McCall Jr. on. He's an NFL uh, prospect at this point, just finishing up his senior year at Livingston College. Uh, with the Blue Bears, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Bernard, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. Hey man, it's good to have you on, y'all. We're gonna get all to, we're gonna get to it all right here. Uh, without further ado, welcome to my sports house. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. Open up the champagne pocket. It's my house. Come on, turn it up. Uh. Hear a knock on the door and the night begins. Cause we've done this before, so you come on in. Make yourself at my home, tell me where you been Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay in And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay in, in. Welcome to my baby Yes, sir. All right, so Dola, I call him Dola. I've known Dola for a long time. I know Dola since back in Bible Way generation now. At that point in time, were you at Brooklyn Casey High School? Or were you where, where were you at when I first met you? All right, so when you first met me, yeah, that was around generation now. I had just moved to Columbia. So I probably, I probably was in middle school. I was zoned for Brooklyn Casey though. So my mom took a teaching job in Columbia. That's why we moved to Columbia. So she taught at Brooklyn Casey. That's how I was able to go. I lived on uh, I lived probably five to ten minutes from Richmond Northeast when we first moved up here. Okay, you know I went to Richmond Northeast, yeah. Cavalier Country over there on Decker Boulevard. Yeah. Uh, so you go to so you go to Brooklyn Casey High School. Just talk about that experience. I, I, I don't know. Did you play multiple sports? Did you only focus on? Football yeah. I, I, uh, I played. I was a three sport athlete at Brooklyn Casey. I played uh football, basketball, and I ran track as well. Um, at that time at Brooklyn Casey, uh, my first three years, we didn't win, really win too many games. Uh, we had to build the winning tradition there that they have now. Uh, so, you know, I went through different coaches. Uh, I went through two head coaches and probably three or four assistant coaches change. Uh, I went through two head coaches in basketball. So, uh, at that time, it was a learning process, but it was a humbling process. It taught me how to uh, how to buy into what uh, you have to do to to get things done the right way, and it also taught me how to not be okay with losing, but lose with class. That makes so. sense. Definitely important lessons to learn there. And then, and then you're hearing about this a lot nowadays, but coaches are kind of going back to pushing players to play in multiple sports. Do you think that's definitely important or you think it's better to just be your one way and just kind of take it all the way through? I feel like it's definitely important to play multiple sports if you can, because uh, everything correlates to every sport. Like I, you know, I played in the secondary and I played a receiver in football. You know, most of the time they threw me jump balls. That's just like me rebounding in basketball, body control, like I would have to use in basketball. Uh, and then football made me tougher for basketball. I would get N1s a lot. Um, 
you know, I just I think it's important. And then uh, I think every no matter what sport you play, if you if it involves running, I think you should do track in your free time. Yeah, that makes sense. You can never get too good with that running form and just learning how to run. Yeah, okay. exactly. So you go to Brooklyn, Casey, you leave there. What ends up taking you to Palmetto Prep? Okay, so I didn't have – I had a, just some interest uh, from schools my senior year. Uh, Purdue was interested in me. Things started to go well, and then the, that particular coach that was recruiting me got fired. Uh, I didn't have any real guidance on – what I should do. I didn't know anything about it because uh, nobody in my family had done or been at this point that I was at at that time. So we were just lost. And um, Indi my friend Zeke played at Indiana. He brought his uh, coach to me one day during class and you know he just was explaining. They passed out all of their scholarships, but they do have a, a walk-on spot. And I didn't know what a walk-on was at the time. So I didn't take it. And um, I ended up going to a Division three school called Greensboro College. It was obvious uh, I had to come home uh, for some family problems, you know, help my mom out. Uh, school got expensive as well. And I, I just knew I wasn't done playing football. I didn't know where I would go. Um, so I was riding with two of my friends one day, and I had been seeing Palmetto Prep for a while. So when I was riding one day, I just happened to see a sign that said they had their uh, logo on it. So I just like turned the car around in the middle of the street like a U-turn. So there was everybody was looking at me like, "Man, what's going on?" I said, "Man, y'all just sit right here." And so uh, my best friend, he got out the car with me because he was just like nervous of what's going on. And I walked in uh, their office. I said, "You know, I have my phone with my highlights on it, and I have cleats in the car." You know, I. I can run routes for y'all right now. That's all I have, but I'm willing to show y'all that I can play. And uh, it kind of caught them off guard. It, you know, I just walked in their office. And so they gave me a tryout date and I did good at the first tryout. So they asked me to come back for a second one. And that's the one where I made the team. And uh, I went on to have a pretty good career there. And uh, <clears throat> from there, Wait, oh, oh, oh. before you go any further, when he says a pretty good career, I definitely have to kind of tell y'all, 2,000 yards, 23 touchdowns in two years there, which is generally, you generally spend two years at a post-grad program, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so the coaching staff, remember any coaches, any players that really helped you develop at that school? And also, Dola, how, how, like, what was your size at that point? Were you like six foot two, six foot three, like 210? Like, where, where were we kind of at in this point? I was like, uh, at that time, Man, I probably was like, yeah, about 6'2", about 205, 210. Yeah, and playing a receiver position, or were you doing receiver? Uh, every, everything. Yeah, I played a little bit of running back there. I took a snap uh, to a quarterback, played a lot of receiver, played a lot of special teams. Yeah, I did a lot there. Tried yeah. to get some, you know. And at that point, was were they playing? Because I see nowadays, sometimes they play like Irmo or different places. Where were y'all playing at at that point in time? Oh, uh, man, it, so when I graduated high school, Brooklyn Casey had got a new field that I didn't get a chance to play on. And the irony of it, that on my the head coach that I had, when he found that I was playing there, he went ahead and gave them the okay that we could play all our home games there. Got so it. That, it was like, you know, I'm still at home, basically. Everybody can still come out and see you perform? Yeah, it was and cool. Been, and at this point, had you met Rump already? Yeah, yeah, so Rump was a... um. 
Runt was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. So I played one year with Runt. I played varsity my freshman year. He uh he was my quarterback and he was the cornerback when I got moved to safety. Gotcha, gotcha. And so at this point, Ray, y'all had already been training together or, or nah. So, uh immediately after so Runt played in an all-star game at basketball. So immediately after that, he went to um when he graduated, he went to school, he went to a JUCO in Mississippi. So I really was just playing through high school off athleticism like most kids. Yeah, yeah. And so and so now you have that great career at Palmetto Prep. We start to see your name start to build some momentum. You start seeing a little bit more on social media and obviously in like the football circles. We just happened to be around them, so it was kind of glaringly to me. And so what was the next next step once you left there? Because, you know, people usually stay at uh, uh, post-grad schools for two years or so, and then they decide where they're going next if they can continue to play. Okay, so uh, when I left Palmetto Prep, I attended school in Fayetteville, but I didn't play for Fayetteville State. Uh I stayed there for a semester and uh, my buddy that went to Limestone named Vincent Smith, he reached out to me and told me to transfer to Limestone. I went and did my red shirt year at Limestone. Uh, coaching change happened uh, and I felt like I wanted to play somewhere else and COVID came. So with the pandemic coming, you know, they canceled seasons and they gave everybody a free year. And so I just sat back and, um, I sat back and really analyzed on where did I want to go. I had time to train, get my body right. And then um, I came across Livingstone College. I had a, a buddy. He was already there. He introduced me to their coaches. Um, the head coach, Sean Gilbert, number five overall pick when he came out. Uh, uh, my defensive line coach was Ted Washington arguably the greatest nose tackle to ever play in the NFL, played with the Patriots for a few years, won a couple Super Bowls. Um, running backs coach, you know, he played with the Chiefs behind Priest Holmes. They shared, uh, they split carries. You know, it was just a decorated coaching staff. And at the point in where I was at, you know, I had already done a few draft interviews and things like that. I felt like I needed to be around people who were going to push me and hold me to that standard of, NFL high caliber NFL level and so I got to Livingstone and I played pretty good there this year uh, hey, before before you go too much into Livingstone I did I do definitely want to highlight whenever he says COVID came and you're working out and stuff like that that was a large portion of time we used to be out there with the Banfields with JJ and Brock yeah. and the different coaches and stuff and what and, and like receivers, quarterbacks, everything you can think of out there. What and we were out there for what the better part of almost seemed like a year. It it, yeah. it seemed like it was definitely a lot of time. Obviously, we we're waiting on restrictions and stuff to go out there to Banff as the University of South Carolina. What did you kind of get out of that time? It was it seemed like it was daily training. I don't know if you had been training daily beforehand, mm-hmm. but uh, what'd you get at that time? And some other guys that you trained with, you want to kind of uh, mention some of them as well? Yeah, so um, originally. I had trained every day. It would be just me and Rump would call me at around 8, 8 a.m. We'll go to BC and lift weights. And uh, like I said, BC had a new stadium. So we'll go from the weight room to the uh, field. So that's like four hours of my day right there. And then when COVID came, we figured out that, man, it's, it's a field 
uh, on Sumter Street, the Banfield, you know, but it got football turf. So we would go out there, and uh, a few other star athletes, Bobby Irby, uh, Bryson Woodruff, they would come out there with me, and you know, they they hold me to an incredibly high standard that it stuck with me even when they weren't with me when I would work out. And like every rep, every rep is a game rep. Uh, you know, don't wear gloves while training. We wear gloves in games only. We catch everything, no matter how it comes. It's not our job to throw the ball. It's our job to catch the ball. And they, you know, you know, when you're the big brother, your little brothers, they, they hold you to the standard. And one thing I respect about those guys is, you know, they could have, oh, well, he's going to the NFL or he has hopeful of going to the NFL. You know, he he can get away with it. Now nah, they held me to a standard. And, and not to mention, I don't go to school with these guys. You know, so they could have went on and said, well, he don't play with my school. He can slack off. Now nah, they held me to a standard every day. It was not one rep we took off. Uh, they never let me have an easy day just as I didn't let them and really, those guys are part of the reason of I'm at where I'm at, just the, the high standard that they helped me to. So it built up um, a level of uh, sweat equity that you have to take pride in everything that you're doing. So I took pride in working during that time because I could have easily just sat at home and said, well, you know, they shut the city down. And, uh, you know, I, I that's my excuse to not work out. No. Nah. I got up every day, lift weights. My uncle owns a gym here in Columbia. So I got up every day to lift weights. And then I would go to the field, getting over 200, 300 catches in. We're running 40 to 50 routes each person. Uh, you know, we're just putting it all out there because we don't know what's going to happen at that point. You know, we don't know if football is going to be canceled again because of COVID and things of that nature. But the best thing I can tell you that I got at that point is uh, work hard because you just, you, you never know when it's going to pay off. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm still seeing benefits of me working hard, you know, in 2020 during the, when the pandemic first hit. So yeah, that's all I can tell you. I got from it. Hey, I think Inky Johnson has his quotes. It's something along the lines of a key work hard where you don't know what the result is going to be because it yeah, kind of builds something in you that obviously sustains you moving forward. So, yeah, so coming off of that, you end up going to Livingston. When you went there, like, because Dola, you kind of play different positions. It's kind of what we kind of come yeah. with here real quickly. I saw you training a lot. Seems like this, that, or during the COVID time at like wide receiver, but then you went to Livingston. Did, did, did they tell you, hey, we want you to play tight end a little bit or how did that kind of come about? Okay, so I got the Livingstone um, a week after they started camp. And uh, I got there. I competed for the wide receiver job. It was a very deep receiver room, but I came out in the better half of it, so I would have been playing. But like I said, all these coaches, they, they'll probably go in the Hall of Fame sooner or later. And uh, they sat me down the week of the first game and – like, it was like, a, like, I thought I was in trouble. They sent somebody in the locker room to come get me. Hey, Coach Gilbert, that's the head coach. You know, he he wants to talk to you. So I walk upstairs, and I'm like, man, I wonder what he want, why he ain't just called me. But 
I walk upstairs and all the coaches are sitting in chairs in a circle. And then my chair is facing, uh, facing them, but my back is against the wall. And so they all took turns of telling me some things like uh, Ted Washington, when he was in the league, Shannon Sharp was in the league. And he said, uh, you know, he just seen a lot of Shannon Sharp in me. A lot of people, a lot of people seen, uh, you know, if a linebacker is trying to guard me nine times out of 10, that's a terrible matchup. So that's what some people were thinking about. And, you know, I kind of bought into it because I'm a guy who likes to win. So I'm going to buy into whatever's going to help the team win. And eventually I started to like tight end because it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. The only challenging thing for me was uh, attacking defensive ends. But once I learned the technique to do that and things of that nature, you know, I kind of had more success throughout the season and things worked out in my favor. A lot, of, a lot, a lot of times things worked out in my favor. Gotcha. And y'all, so just to keep like, make sure everybody understands what's going on, like this hype has kind of been steadily building and building and building. And so everybody was looking to see kind of what Dolo was about to do next. And so we see him end up going to Livingstone. He has a good year, especially as a tight end, which is a different position, obviously, than wide receiver. So that, like he said, things you have to adjust to, like blocking and things like that, not just out on that edge, but going ahead and blocking that 260-pound defensive end, maybe even yeah. some linebackers. He goes there for this year for a senior year campaign, 24 catches, 321 yards, two touchdowns, averaging, what, 13 yards per catch. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, good year. You got to see some film. I think a lot of people saw the, the highlights uh, trending on social media. And then so after there, season's over with, is did, did what came first? Did you end up just getting with the sports agency or did the FCS bowl come about or how what was the order in which that kind of transpired? Oh uh, the so I got invited to a lot of all-star games as the season went on. Yeah. I chose two that I felt like I wanted to go to. I played in the FCS all-star game and I played in the um CGS all-star game, the college gridiron showcase. Yeah. down there in Texas. And um, so right before Thanksgiving, I come home and um, I'm good friends with Kelly Bryant. And I seen Kelly Bryant was uh, talking with this agency. I'm like, okay, you know, I've reached out to Kelly, like, you know, who are these people? Are they good people? He said, man, this guy is on it, man. It's like, he knows all 32 teams personally. So I just, I shoot the guy an email and he says, you know what, call me. So I called him and he said, you know, we really don't take division two players, but give me a night to think on it. You know, I'll call you back on Friday. So on Thanksgiving morning, he texts me and says, uh, you know, we looked at your film. I talked it over with my team. I think we have something special with you. We're going to take a chance with you. And, you know, from then on, I tell them every time we have something scheduled, you know, I'm going to make sure you taking that chance is, uh, you know, I'm going to let you know that it was worth it. No, most so. definitely. And I think you had told me before, with you and Kelly, how did y'all meet? It was like seven on seven or? Oh yeah, man. Kelly. So Kelly does a lot of community work back where he's from. And uh, a guy that he went to high school with went to Limestone with me. And, you know, they were just like, you know, do you want to come to a seven on seven? You know, I'll drive. So I was like, you know, that's cool. Cause I've never, I think they're from like Abbeville or somewhere like that. Yeah. Uh, so we ride down there and I had I didn't know that I was already on Kelly's team so I'm fresh out of the car and Kelly's like yeah we're on so I'm like I'm throwing my cleats on the first play uh me and Kelly uh connected for like a 60 yard post jeez 
Yeah, he was like, man, if I had a receiver like you, I probably would have stayed at Clemson. Sheesh. Yeah, and he, me and him stayed in contact uh, from then on. He's a really, really nice guy. Yeah, because Kelly, I was just about to say, I'm glad you kind of brought that up. Like, we are talking about the Kelly Bryant that went to Clemson. Then I think he spent some time. He spent a year at Missouri in the SEC yeah. East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see he's doing some wide receiver training with Ramon Robinson. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so hopefully he finds himself in the league as well. So that's great to hear. Like you said, great year. The FCS Bowl, that was out there in Florida, right? Yeah, it was in the Daytona. What? Now, for most of these people who are listening, they have not been to the FCS Bowl. So, Dola, like, kind of explain to us, like, what kind of happens, the practices, there any scouts out there? Like, what, what is it all about? Man, so, you know, you pray for times like that, but you just don't think about how nervous it makes you. And you know me, I'm not really a guy who gets nervous. But so the first day you walk in a room, when you check in your hotel, you know, you have a meeting that night, and it's like 30 NFL scouts in there. Jeez. NFL, you got like all the CFL teams are there. You have um the USFL was there, the XFL was there. It's a few arena teams there. So now it's like you know everything you're doing is they're watching how you walk, how do you conduct, and you won't know who is who unless they introduce themselves. Because some of those guys they don't wear their uh, credentials around because they know they belong, so they don't have to wear the credentials. Right. And so they just watch everything you do. So from the time they see you to the time you uh, leave, you know, you're being documented. Everything. Are you late or how early are you? What do you do in pregame? What do you do during the stretch? What are you doing in practice? Uh, I mean, I caught a corner. We did one-on-ones. I caught a corner. And it didn't hit me that that many scouts were there until I looked up after I caught the corner because the guy tackled me in the back of the end zone. And I looked up. and like everybody is writing down on their pad i'm like wow it's real yeah like yeah like i'm really like i'm really doing this in front of everybody so like it was crazy is that the moment it hit you it's like yo i'm really a really an nfl prospect or was there another moment wherever it was like okay this is this is really getting real now uh when i got to um when I got to the College Gridiron Showcase in uh, Texas, and I sat down and did an interview with uh, the first team, it was the Giants. I did an interview. I had to take a test for the Giants, and I sat down and did an interview, and they told me about everything I've done within the last five years. I'm like, wow, like, yeah, I'm I'm worth something to these people now. So, you, you know, it's not like I'm just a regular person anymore. And that's when it kind of like really hit me. So it's like yeah, that, that was the moment for me. They got you there for a reason. So after you get mm-hmm. back from the, the showcase in the FCS Bowl, is that whenever you're like, okay, it's time to start preparing for the pro day? And how did the pro day at UNC Charlotte come about? All right. So <clears throat> with me being a Division II guy, you know, we don't usually have a pro day. We, uh, you know, you, if a team requests you, you can go to another school. So I was trying to get in at USC and University of South Carolina. I was trying to get in there and they were trying to help me, but it's just like, we just couldn't get in contact with certain teams at the time. And uh, so the day of their pro day, I was working out and I had some friends from South Carolina State uh, there. So I came by there 
but I was in the middle of working out and a scout from the Packers had happened to call and like, you know, we reached out to UNC Charlotte, hope that's a good place for you, you know, uh, get ready. That's where your pro day is. So I'm excited. And then uh, <clears throat> a few hours later, my friend starts tight end for the Carolina Panthers. So he's been trying to help me as much as he can to Ian Thomas. And uh, Ian said, man, I reached out to him. They said they're going to do it. So the head coach from UNC Charlotte calls me. Hey, man, we have two teams. Uh, they reached out today. And then they give me the itinerary for the pro day. So that's how that came about. And then so at the pro day where you went, you end up measuring out with 6'2", 253 pounds. Was that a process yeah. for you getting to 253, or is that kind of where you had been playing throughout the season? No, nah, I played tight end this season at like 225, 230. Jeez. Yeah, so it was a process getting there. It was a process getting there, doing it the right way, trying yeah. to fill out, trying to at least look bigger because my body doesn't hold a lot of weight. So I could be – like I'm, I'm 253 now, and I look like I'm still like 230. Gotcha. And how have you how had you been preparing for that pro day? What were, were you doing? Oh, so I uh, I trained at the Madison uh, Fitness Facility in uh, West Columbia. Uh, you know, I get up at four and I'm in the gym by four thirty to warm up, start start my workouts at four forty five a.m. Uh, I'm a part of the a.m. club. And they get me right as far as weightlifting, things that I would need for um for movement and things of that nature. And then uh Rump would uh take me and teach me tips and tricks as far as for the agility drills and to get my start for my 40 yard dash. And that's how I spent my time preparing for my pro day. I definitely want to shout out Rump. Uh, what's the name of his uh, uh, his training program? Oh, uh, the Gladiator School Training. Yeah, they, and are they still based out in Columbia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so shout out Jonathan Rump. He played football at Georgia, right? Yeah, at UGA. Yeah, mm -hmm. played football at Georgia. Has the Gladiator Sports Training. That's what you said the name of it was. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so make sure y'all y'all can find him on Instagram at Mr. Rump. Make sure to hit him up if you're trying to get if you have a son that's trying to get some work in. Just wanted to shout him out because we kind of mentioned him a couple of times. I'm like, oh, I want to make sure people understand. Also, shout out to JJ. I know you worked a lot with JJ as well. But uh, at the pro day, UNC Charlotte, 6'2, 253 pounds, 19 reps on the bench press at 225 pounds. That's about what you were expecting to do, or what were you thinking about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So uh during practice, that's what I kind of matched out at but I just I wanted like 23 so I, but I died I died under the bar so I can live with giving all of my effort I always go out like that and then running I just was looking at those numbers 465 463 that's pretty good especially moving at 253 pounds yeah, yeah. So that was great you surprised yourself there is that was about what you were thinking you were uh, yeah I knew I was gonna run a four six in that way in that four six era I, I wanted I wanted the four five bad man but you know everything works out the way it's supposed to. But I think I think a four or five just would have kind of like solidified things because I didn't get to run routes that day. So gotcha, gotcha. And then obviously with the thirty-four inch vertical leap. So that's what you measured out the pro day. Sounds like a good day to me. So yeah. now once that's been over with, what are what are you kind of doing now to like kind of? Keep oh man! Going? Immediately got back to work. Immediately got back to work. Uh, I came home, so my pro day was a. Uh, my pro day was that Friday morning, 
that Saturday morning, I went lift weights. I enjoyed myself. I watched uh, UNC and Duke play. I, I want to say that's who played last weekend. UNC and Duke. Watched them play Sunday. Took a day to stretch. And Monday, I've been working all this week. Um, I head to uh, Atlanta tomorrow, Saturday morning. I'm going to work out in front of the USFL, a few of their scouts. And... Monday, I have a private workout with the Carolina Panthers. Exciting, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, dreams to reality, right? I know, man. It's, it's crazy sometimes when I think about it. All right, and so that, so I was just about to ask you, what are your next steps? But it seems like that you kind of just told them to us. Message to some of the young kids out there who are playing with the NFL dreams and aspirations. Right, what you do today is what's going to matter tomorrow. And one piece of advice that I would give is everything is on your timing, man. Everything is on your timing. Be happy for your friends and whoever may succeed before you. Be genuinely happy for them. Clap loudly for them because your time is coming and you you can't cheat the process. You only will get in what you put out. If you give half effort in the preparation, you will only get half of a product in the end so and take and take pride in the process too the process is more important than the product that's a whole bar right there hey dola well listen i know you got a busy schedule probably go lift some weights right now but i appreciate (laughs) (laughs) but i appreciate you coming on man yo i've been like i said i've been looking forward to doing this one for a little while now just so that we everybody could like really understand who dola is i've seen it kind of firsthand talk to him here and there but just kind of i know you had a great story to kind of tell there so and also one thing one thing you could take from this just keep pushing yeah keep pushing you're going up right where you're supposed to be at so that's all we have for you for this week's episode matt sports house any last things though um everybody just put a prayer up for me that's all i ask Hey, we look forward. We're going to speak in existence. We look forward to you being in somebody's training camp. Uh, this, I guess that's really the end of the summer, but heading into the uh, fall, we look forward to seeing where you end up landing, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me, bro. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. That's all we have for this week's episode. Down. Peace. If they tell me that I got one shot, I'ma go. I ain't going out like no when these niggas know. I'm going out with these riches and these bitches know. I'm going out past that limit, let my glizzy blow.